Uh, speaking of big names, let's go to our Auburn Bank phone line right now. And uh, guys, we are thrilled to be joined by Justin Hokinson of Auburn Live and On Three Sports. Hoke, the time is always greatly appreciated. And I want to talk about big names. And, and let's start about the big news of the day that uh, the internet certainly fell in love with. But it seems like the Auburn Live team got a little bit stronger this morning, Hoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith Niebuhr, who I've worked with at Rivals and 24-7 in the past, um, and now at On3. Um, <laughs> so we're glad to have him. He does a great job with recruiting, and I think will really add to, to what Auburn Live brings to the table when it comes to covering football recruiting. I, I can't imagine a better place or a more all-encompassing place to, to, to get recruiting information than Auburn Live at, at this point. I've, I've done it a long time, and I know the people in the game, and um, the, the Cole, Jeffrey, and Keith are as good as it's going to be. So with that being said, and knowing that recruiting is such an important piece to kind of establishing a culture, and we talk about going into year three of the Brian Harson era and making sure you're building teams for the future is so important. And looking at the calendar, I mean, we can see it's June 8th here. We're obviously 80-some-odd days away from actual football being played. But what do these next few days, these next few weeks look like for the Auburn football program, not only for this 2022 season, but years beyond as well? Yeah, I think the next couple of weeks, really this month, <clears throat> is, is pretty big. I mean, they're going to have a, a solid weekend this weekend, and then they're going to re- bring back Big Cat weekend. And so this is just kind of that time right now, summer, where you get a lot of kids taking multiple visits. They, they take some time off, and they go off for a week, and they hit three or four schools. Um, and so it's, just, it's, it's hugely important for Auburn to be one of those schools um, that if you're coming up from Florida and you're doing a swing or if you're coming down into the south, Auburn needs to be one of the schools that you're going to hit. You know, hey, I'm going to come down and hit Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, and, you know, Clemson. It just needs to be in the rotation of a lot of these kids. Um, And it seems to be in a better place than it was a year ago. Obviously, COVID stuff was still going on last year, but um, I think that hurt a little bit. But they seem to be more in the mix with a lot of big-time players that are talking about Auburn in a light that is it better reflects where the program needs to be. Now, you got to land these kids, but it's good that they're mentioning Auburn along with some of the big name programs um, in terms of how much they like the staff and what they got going on. And so that's what June is wise about. These kids are going to be coming through, get as many of them on campus as you can, uh, and then convince them to come back for an official visit in the fall, and then you're and then you're rolling. So impressions seem to be good so far um, with a, with a lot of these kids. But you know we'll see what happens in the in the fall, and then you got to go win games. And, of course, Justin, obviously with the transfer portal, that's another stage that is uber-competitive recruiting-wise now in a sense. It's just a different kind of recruiting. Uh, Auburn getting Coy Moore a couple of days ago out of Louisiana. What what does he bring uh, to this wide receiver room? And and do you think – I mean, I kind of thought Auburn was about done before that. Do you think that's officially the end of uh, Auburn's transfer portal uh, in the summer months here? Um. I'm not sure if it's the if it's the end. I mean, it's pretty close. They're getting to the point where it's going to have to be pretty close. I mean, we'll see if they can get another edge player, um, just a body, you know, somebody that's capable. If worst case, you know, D4 gets hurt or Eco gets hurt or something like that. I mean, another body there would would be nice. It looks like they moved um, Joko Willis potentially to edge, um, and so th- that's that's one move. Maybe that was. That could have been in the plans, or that could have been, hey, we're not sure who we're going to get the portal. Let's let's make, now let's maybe make this move. I'm not sure which came first there, but um, so they've at least added one body there within the, within the team. Um, but he's you know he's still a little undersized, so you, you know maybe you look, go land an edge guy. But they're pretty close to being done at this point. I mean, it's you're into summer workouts now, and 
Um, <clears throat> it'd be tough to bring a guy in at this point. Who Who is that guy that you would bring in that's available in June that's the kind of impact player that you would need? I'm just not – I'm not sure, you know. I'm not sure that anybody you bring in sitting out there now would make the kind of impact you need. Um, so we'll see. I, I would suspect they're pretty close to being done. But Coy Moore, you know, that's a position where they need playmakers. They're so lacking <clears throat> in terms of overall production. There's some talent there. Um, but there's just very, very little actual production. Uh, I mean, Coy Moore comes in. He's got, you know, played a couple of years. You know, he's, you know, he's he, he had a little, you know, a little bit of production at LCU, and he's already like the third leading receiver career or yardage wise on Auburn's roster. Um, I think Shed is number one, and he's only got about six hundred something yards career. So <clears throat> it's just an inexperienced group. So number one, you bring a guy in that's played SEC football, played in big games, played against talented quarterbacks. Even if he was a reserve, he, he knows the speed of the game. Um, and he's got the athletic athletic ability that you're looking for. You brought in him and you bring in the Zaylon Worship, uh, Worsham so from Miami. So it's two guys that had the athletic ability to go to LSU and Miami. They just, just didn't pan out there. So you hope that you bring them in and you can develop them. Ike Hilliard can develop them. And you're like, okay, the, the foundation's there athletic ability-wise. Now can we develop them into productive players? But I would expect Coy Moore more than Worsham to be a fairly important part of what they're going to end up doing. I think I think Moore will end up being a top four receiver, maybe top three receiver on this team. Could could be better. Uh, I think he was an I think he was an important pickup. And Ike Hilliard now has got his work cut out for him. Uh, and that's now talking about wide receivers. Of course, you got to have somebody throw the ball to them, yep. and that's been a big question. Uh, but there's a video now of uh, Zach Calzada working out. Uh, how positive is that seeing him out there throwing the ball and? and Plus, the kid looks like he has an absolute cannon. Yeah, he looked good. I mean, that we, we put a story up, and then I put a story up actually yesterday. If, if nobody's read it, go. I talked to Ray Isaac, who is his quarterback coach, a personal quarterback coach since he was 10, basically. Um, Ray Isaac played quarterback at Youngstown State for Jim Trestle when they won the national championship. So uh, certainly knows the position, knows how to win. Um, but I talked to him, who was down there with Zach, working out with him, and um, – yeah, the video looks good. I mean, he can sling it. And look, if you go back in the spring, I mentioned this to people. We would talk to Brian Harson about the quarterbacks, you know, about what's going on with the quarterbacks, whether it's Finley or Ashford. And Harson would make it a point to say, hey, Zach can sling it now. Zach can spin it. It was. It almost felt like me, he was saying, hey, he's in. The, like, don't, just because he's not playing, like I'm telling you, it was kind of a, to me, the best he could do to say, look, this guy's good. I'm just telling you, like, he's going to be in the mix. And so, uh, arm talent-wise, yeah, he's he's the he's got a cannon. Um, and I think the big thing is going to be accuracy with what Brian Harson and Eric Keesaw want. To me, it's going to be who can be the most accurate. And um, if that's Zach, then I think he's got a fantastic chance. And talking to Ray Isaac, his quarterback coach, um, the interesting thing he talked about with Zach was about just what that did mentally, having to sit out in the spring and watch TJ and watch Robbie Ashford and watch Holden Gurner compete, it kind of lit a fire under Calzada even more. Like, I want to be out there. Um, and, and, and so I think you're going to get a really, really motivated Zach Calzada to, to win the job, to go out there and compete, to prove the doubters wrong, to pr- prove people at A&M or prove Jimbo Fisher, whatever. Um, and I think there's some interesting parallels between Brian Harson and Zach Calzada in where they are like right now they've had they had they had some high moments last year and then they both had their low moments and now they're together and they're both i think trying to kind of find this path to redemption together next fall it could be a really interesting story but i 
uh, Zach Calzada looks healthy, and and I think you know if he if he grasps the offense. I think it's going to be tough for him to get beat out. I think he's got the tools to, to get the job done, but we'll see. Here we are. We're talking with Justin Hokinson of On3Sports and AuburnLive.com. And, Hoke, you mentioned the story that you've got there on the website talking to Ray Isaac. Here we are in the summer. Everybody is looking for content this time of year, and it just goes to show how great Justin is at what he does. He's like, you know what, people want to know about this quarterback. Why don't I call somebody who knows him just about better than anybody uh, outside of his family? And so uh, I enjoyed reading that one. I would encourage folks to check it out as well. Continuing to talk a little bit more about this Auburn football team, Hoke, still ways away from fall camp opening up and clearly we'll get a big picture view of this Auburn football program at SEC Media Days and the juggernaut event that that is. Uh, but if we look a little bit more on the defense, I know you talked about Joko Willis moving over there to the defensive side of the football, but this unit, experience-wise, kind of how are you feeling about the defensive unit for the Auburn football team going into 2022? Yeah, I, I'm... I'm... I think the talent's there. I think I think defensive line has got a chance to be really good. We'll see. SEC is tough. I mean, offensive lines in the SEC are are really good, and it takes a lot in the SEC for a defensive line to to get the job done. I mean, you got to be at the top of your game. But I really think there's potential at that defensive line to be, you know, an elite an elite group, not just a good group, not just an above average group, but a really really good group across the nation in college football. When you talk about Derek Leota, you talk about the strides that Eco Leota can make. You talk about Marcus Harris, who I think was probably a little bit underrated last year in his athletic ability. You talk about Jason Jones, who's 300-something pounds. Can he come in and take a step there? Jeffrey Emba from junior college. Like, there are some guys there that, that I think could really get the job done, and, and I think they're going to have to because I, I think the other two units are – uh, probably average units in the SEC, linebacker and, and, and secondary. I'm not sure either one of those units is going to be top three or four units in the league. I think they'll be good, but but probably middle-of-the-pack type units. So that defensive line, I think, is going to have to be elite, um, like a top three defensive line in the league. And if they can do that, then, look, that takes you a long way. Um, I think Wesley Steiner and Cam Riley have a ton on their shoulders. Um, you know, they've played some, but, but now it's their show. There's yeah. no Zacobi and there's no Chandler. So to me, those two guys have got a ton on their shoulders in terms of directing the defense, filling the gaps, stopping the run. Um, I think some of the guys in the secondary have got more experience. So I, to me, the linebacker crew is probably the most intriguing and the most interesting group of what are they going to look like? Are they up for the task? Are they ready to be elite SEC linebackers? Um, I think they're good players. We'll see kind of what level they're on, but I think those two guys have got a lot of pressure on them. From your perspective, tell us what it was like this past weekend at Plainsman Park as we shift gears. Yeah, man, it was it was it was really really cool. I mean, I remember. Look, I was there in Southampton. I'm sure a lot of people were um, when Auburn played Clemson in that regional, uh-huh. um, and uh, that was electric. This was really this was really something just because of the added the added um, the added area outside of right center field where now you can sit out there and look through the fence. The people up the hill. Um, to go along with the terrace and the plant and the parking deck, and so it was just it was a great atmosphere. It was really really cool. And I'll tell you what, I had the thought probably on Sunday when Auburn jumped on UCLA. So they now had killed Southeastern Louisiana and they they had, they had killed Florida State, and then they jump on UCLA. And I couldn't help but think about the way they were jumping on teams and the way the crowd was reacting and into the game from the get go. It made me think very much of Auburn basketball. It was it was just. It was like they were feeding off of each other. They were feeding off the crowd. The crowd was feeding off them. 
and they just seemed like impossible to stop. It was uh, that thought kind of popped into my head about what kind of atmosphere it was and how it was impacting the team just in a huge way. Um, and I think you even saw some players tweet about that, like, "Hey, y'all, y'all really made a difference." So um, it, it was cool. It was a really, it was a really, really great atmosphere. It was great for Auburn, and hopefully, they'll have more series like that during the regular season with some big regular season series. You know, whether it's Arkansas or Vandy or Tennessee comes to town. Hopefully they can recreate some of that where you have people hanging over the fences in, in those big home series in the regular season and, and kind of carry it through um, right there. But there's no doubt what Butch has done the last five years. I think you're starting to see now people grab onto the baseball program and make it a, make it a thing you want to go do, not just, hey, we're around town, let's go to the baseball game. Maybe now it's a place like, hey, let's Let's go down for a game or two. And that, that's, that's what basketball did. That's what you want baseball to do. People to say, we need to go there because it's not just a good product, but it's a good experience. Well, and obviously, Justin, the way Auburn played this past weekend was uh, phenomenal when you consider the, the bats in particular and, and had really no issue in any of the games uh, as they uh, really destroyed every opponent they played. As we look to the Oregon State Super Regional, Oregon State number three in the country, but how confident do you think this Auburn team is given that they scored double-digit runs in, in all three of their games this past weekend? Yeah, I mean they're 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 going to be super confident. They're already, I think, a, a quietly confident bunch. I just think that's how Butch Thompson coaches, and I think they just they're about work ethic. I think they're just one of those teams that does a lot of things well, and I think that's what makes them tough in the postseason. Um, so they're already going to have kind of that mindset of we're going to go in and work hard and do our job, and you factor in the way they hit the ball, and yeah, they're going to be they're going to be a really confident group. I think the key is. The approach that they had at the plate was so good this weekend. I mean, very few guys had just bad at-bats. There were very few bad at-bats where it was just like, you know, three strikes and bad swings. And, and there's just a ton of foul balls, um, a lot of pitches in account, opposite field, just a ton of that. I mean, that first night or that, I guess the second night against Florida State, that was that was a second-team all-ACC all pitcher in Hubbard. He had 60-something pitches in about two and – two-plus innings. I mean, that's the key. Can they go in with the same approach against Oregon State? Be patient. Even if you don't get some of the same results early, um, be patient. Get good at bats. That's where they're at their best. If they go in, Kentucky is where they got away from that. They weren't having good at bats. So if they can get back to if they can, they can keep that going and have patient at bats, um, they're in good shape. Now, Oregon State can, can pitch. They, they probably have a better pitching staff than Auburn. I think it's going to be a huge challenge for Auburn to um, – to be patient and put runs on the board. It will not look like don't don't expect Auburn to carry this offense over. If they do, then holy cow. But I, I definitely don't expect that. I think it's gonna be a very different type of regional close games, competitive games, and it's gonna take really good bat look really good at bats and approaches for, for Auburn to, to grind out some wins um, against that starting pitching staff. Play good defense and stay in the ballgame. Auburn and Oregon State in the NCAA Super Regionals coming up this weekend. We're chatting with Justin Hokinson from Auburn Live and On3 Sports. Terrific coverage of Auburn Athletics. Justin, entertain us for a moment. I'm going to ask you a question. I promise that you have not been asked at all this week, and it's this. When is the last time that you personally swung a baseball bat? Oh, my gosh. Um, man, I mean... Easily 
easily 10 plus years ago. I mean, it, <laughs> it would have been, it would have been, you know, getting together with some college, you know, with some, with some buddies and playing home run derby or something at a park with a tennis ball or something, you know, I mean, it would have been, um, or I guess if you count softball, you know, yeah. little men's league softball, but if you don't count that, I mean that, but even that was probably 10 years ago, but that's probably the, the closest thing I've come is probably 10 years ago. Well, we're two weeks away from the softball season getting started. The radio station's got a team out there. Uh, there Trevon go. Reed, who was on our show for a couple of years, he's back in action with us, and he's doing a hell of a job on the recruiting trail. So season's right around the corner for us, Hokanson. So we said, I wonder of the Auburn beat riders what their softball swing looks like. or What would you play? What position would you feel comfortable playing, Hoke? I'm an athlete now. I'm a good athlete okay. now. Okay, all right. Um, I'm not uh, doubting I mean, that at all. No, you put, put me out there. Put me out in the outfield. Let me run. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell, tell, yeah, Trevon needs to. He's, he's there's a there's a he's, he's missing on me now. There's a kid he needs to get after here. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's no, why. Yeah, put me in the outfield. Let me run. Let me run. Run some run some balls down. I love it. I love it. Hoke, you're the absolute best. Uh, congrats on everything going well over at the Auburn Live. Big time hire, big addition with Keith Niebuhr a little bit earlier today. That was amazing. We were uh, kind of curious what his next move would be, and boy, is it a home run get for you guys. Give us one final plug for Auburn Live, if you don't mind. Yeah, AuburnLive.com. Um, we're running a deal right now. Um, go check it out. I think it's let's see what we're doing. I think it's like a dollar for a few months. I don't know. It's Heck crazy. Yeah. So go, go check it out, um, and you, you can get hooked up with a, with a great promotion here for the next um, the next few days at least. So AuburnLive.com football recruiting the next month. If, if you're ever going to try it out, I would say right now recruiting the recruiting coverage and intel is going to be crazy um, in in the month of June. You'll learn a whole lot about a lot of players. So. Get to stretch. We might be giving you a phone call soon about the team, okay? Sounds good. All right, Justin, thanks for the time today.